Warning, this podcast may contain spoilers, opinions, and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Little baby taco farts. Little baby taco farts. <laughs> In my one bedroom, one bedroom apartment. One bedroom apartment. <laughs> We're recording, yeah. Oh. Well, taco fart. Well, what you said. Hello, and welcome to Good Morning Horror. I'm Steve. I'm Chad. And we're going to talk about a very particular movie today. Actually, we're going to be talking about a lot of movies coming up. We're talking about 20 movies specifically. The top 20 horror movies of 2020. (laughs) As if 2020 wasn't a horror Mm -hmm. enough. As defined by Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, yes. Yes. Absolutely. This is overall right. It's a rating and voting and... That kind of situation. Yes, they have a hundred movies, but that seems overkill. Maybe not for quarantine, but we're going to do the top 20. (laughs) We're going to give it the old college try. And we're starting with what? We're starting with 1BR. Is it 1BR? Yeah, it's 1BR. B. Arthur? Yes, I heard you call about a pleasant surprise. (laughs) Or 1Bedroom. Well, the the movie itself is the number one, the letter B, and the letter R, but it means one bedroom. Yeah. It, throughout the whole movie, I kept waiting for her to rent, a, a like, an apartment, and the apartment number was going to be 1BR. Oh. I thought that going in, uh, and then I forgot about the title. Anyways, we're talking about 1BR, the movie. That's what you need to search when you're looking for this movie. Yeah. 1BR. <laughs> Anyways, a little synopsis. I couldn't find an AV review, an AV club review of this movie. Yeah. Um, They did not remove it. Remove it. They didn't review it? They did not review the movie. Mm. Um, But I found one by the New York Times, so that's credible, right? Um, And the caption reads, A young woman's starter apartment turns into a roach motel in this psychologically nuanced thriller. 1BR, losing much more than the security deposit. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the story is basically about Sarah. Sarah has moved to LA, as one does when you're trying to make a life for yourself, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not stereotypical at all. Mm -mm. Um, She's an angsty 20-year-old, would you say? She's in her 20s, yeah. And she has a complicated relationship with her family. I'm pretty sure there was abuse involved. I don't know. I was always such a daddy's girl. You would have hated me. Probably. He bought you a Lexus. <laughs> yeah, well, I paid for it. The shit he put me through. Cheating on your mom? There was more to it than that. They don't directly talk about it. But they briefly mention her weird relationship with her father. And they do talk about a specific incident where he was che- where her mom was dying and he was cheating on her mom with the nurse that was taking care of her. 
Pretty soap opera. Yeah, but that doesn't seem like the thing that would trigger PTSD for her. No, that's why. Yeah, it seems like there's much more, but that was maybe the straw that broke the camel's back. Anyways, she says, fuck you, dad. I'm going to move to LA and become a costume designer. And that's sort of where the story begins. Her search for an apartment, which we all know if anyone's lived in a city is a nightmare. It's awful. It's terrible. Like, what was your first apartment search like? My first apartment search was actually I just knew people and they would they were like oh there's an opening over here and I would apply and then I did not know people all of my apartment searches were awful I remember my first apartment search was much like hers and I it, this was back in Tennessee where I grew up yeah. and I moved into a studio apartment that was actually this old like insane asylum rehabilitation housing Ooh. And so it, it, this movie reminded me a lot of that because the way the apartments were built, it was that whole like they were in sort of like a circle and then there was a courtyard in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And the courtyard was meant to have these like crazy people like talk to each other and assimilate back into society. Socialize. Yeah. And all the halls were like green. Yeah. Like that. You need to stay calm green. <laughs> like <laughs> that you see in like hospitals and crazy wards that fits its well to hiding mold like it you know because it's the same color yeah um but it reminded me of that and i was like maybe i was inches away from joining a cult you um, there are probably many times where either of us have been inches away from joining a cult that's true that's a sidetrack yeah speaking of cults yeah so she Tell goes, <laughs> she's looking for her apartment, trying to get us back on track. She goes to, uh, to look at the apartment and uh, she's talking with everyone. And there's a specific incident where uh, an older lady's kind of having a freak out. And um, she goes to, to calm her down uh, with two of the other tenants there. Enchanté. Enchanté. This lady kept saying to everyone entering the apartment yeah. building. Creepy yeah. in and of itself. Yeah, she's, you know, she's... A couple eccentric movie star. Yes, yes. Post career, post shitty career. But she sits her down, calms her down, and and uh, she appreciates that. And that is ultimately, I think, uh, what gets her into the apartment. They see that oh, she is she is community. Yeah, and it's basically what you think. Like in a big city, when you're looking for an apartment, there's a guy, like the apartment manager's there, and there's like three hundred people in the apartment. And everyone's going to be trying to get this one apartment. And she almost turns away. And he's like, we're not first come, first serve. Doesn't hurt to take a look. And so she's like looking around the apartment. But the one thing she focuses in on is this like metal box Mm -hmm. on the wall. And these like two marks that looks like you think somebody like punched in the wall. And then they patched over the drywall is what it kind of looks like. And so my head immediately went to, oh, there's going to be some sort of abusive scenario in this. Or, like, killer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, some sadistic something or other going on there. And they played that up because there's also that weird guy with, like, the... The eye patch. The eye patch Mm -hmm. glass thing. Yeah, they intentionally, yeah, position this this one guy who's looking at her as um, kind of ominous. Yeah. Like he's going to attack her or something. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. 
I think the storytelling in this movie was really, really good. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. There weren't, you know, we we spoke about this after the movie. There weren't really any surprises. Surprises. There was no big twist to me. Um, I remember writing down in my notes while we were watching the movie, like, okay, this is either this or this is going to happen, and inevitably one of those two things happened. I was like, okay, well, you know, it's it's kind of semi semi on rails, but like you said, the storytelling, the way they told it. Was, was fun. I was still engrossed. I still felt for the characters. The pacing was good. It wasn't off. Yeah. To be clear, this is a spoiler. This movie is about joining a cult. Yeah. We may have spoiled that earlier. Yeah, we did. But, I, you know, in passing. Yeah. I'm a crazy person. I could just be talking about cults. <laughs> but I say that because it felt real. Like, one of the things we did was we compared this to Midsummer. We were like, oh, here we go. This yeah. broken girl. No, 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 no. <laughs> is finding this thing that makes her feel joyful eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but whereas Midsummer felt like fantastical, like it was more like a dream. Yeah. This feels real. Yes, it was definitely <laughs> grounded in in the now and the in the reality. Like so stark. Nexium Scientology bullshit. Yeah. And so and so when she goes in, she's finally accepted into the apartment. She gets a call. She's super excited. She's also a temp at another, at some, I don't know, business. She's just doing office, office work. Um, she gets accepted and she goes in uh, and it turns out they're having a barbecue, a soiree. And they're all so nice. Her, and they are all incredibly nice and welcoming to her. And I'm immediately drawn to this. I'm like, community. And I'm like, what do they want? Like, I, like that's why I like I would totally join a cult. I'd be like, I love this. Somebody's making me a hamburger. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and 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 yeah, they are nice, and it does feel genuine. The cool thing is they didn't make it look like there was some ulterior motive to everyone's generosity or, or niceness. Like it looked like they were really just being good, nice, neighborly people. Yeah. Maybe slightly overboard, but still good, and. Uh, there's a moment during that where the the ominous looking guy with the eye patch. Oh yeah, the book. Yeah, uh, comes over and hands her the book. He's like, "You should read this." What? It changed my life. And it and it's called the Power of Community. It feels very Scientology like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she's like, um, yeah, no, thank you. And he like blushes and looks very embarrassed and walks away quickly. Um, like she should have just taken the book. She should have just taken. Like the book. if somebody hands you a book, you take it. How many times have we been handed a book by the Hare Krishnas? Yeah, or, yeah, some random person, but then immediately throw it away because I feel like it's cursed. Yeah. Remember that guy that gave us all those in New Orleans? Yes. Yeah. He gave us all those stickers, mm-hmm. like absurd stickers, and I'm like, we got to throw them away. No, no, no. They're, they're going to curse us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we took them. We took, yeah. We 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 did the socially polite thing to do. And, and say, if she would have okay. just taken the book, she could have been like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, I, oh. It mm. could have given her an out a little bit sooner. It could have given her some insight. Yes. Um, one thing to note is that she has a cat, and they specifically oh, asked cat. during her um, uh, intake, during her audition or her application, uh, 
do you have any pets? And she said no. And there was a look on her face where we were like, oh, that means yes, she does. And then it cuts to her with her cat. Yeah, when she's moving in. and uh, Well, she did that thing, like I've done this before, where you just don't fill it out on the application. That way if somebody says something, you'd be like, oh, I must have missed that on the application. But then he specifically is like, oh, yeah, missed one here. Any pets? No. Okay. But it turns out she does. She has a she has a kitty, and uh, she ends up trying to hide it and and moving it in. And of course, it makes some noise. Um, so she's her she's there her first night in the apartment. She has the cat. And she's like, okay, well, because you know she goes to bed and there's this weird ass crazy noises, like pipes, like pipes. It sounds like she's in the hull of a ship, like it's creaking and groaning. And she's like, what? And she can't go to sleep. She can't go to sleep. And, and this happens for days and days. Uh, she eventually gets a, a letter slipped under her door um, after what looks kind of like a home invasion. She's like, what? Uh, someone slips a letter under her door, and it is the. Uh, it says something like, there's a no-pet policy here at the apartment. Um, you're in violation of that policy. And then in red marker, all caps, um, serial killer writing it. it <laughs> What does it say? I, some like don't some be of a us selfish. are allergic. Yeah, don't be a selfish bitch. Don't be a yeah. selfish bitch. We're allergic or something like that. Yeah. Um, so they're not all as nice as they appear. That's I think I appreciate that most about this movie. Just like every moment was so intentionally placed. Like even the temp job, mm-hmm. it seems weird at first, but it makes so much sense as the story starts to unfold. Exactly. And then see, like just even the fact that it's everything feels so temporary. Like, the, how they're setting that up, even calling it a temp job. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, it fits the story so well. And then the way they misdirect you with, like, the letter, thinking that it's going to be, like, a person that's going to attack her or there's some mm-hmm. serial killer or something. Like, it's just so good. Yeah. So she's invited to some things by her her handsome neighbor. And she's like, oh, you're ruining my love life. Uh, oh, he was having a soiree. Yes. But she ends up ditching him uh, to have a dinner in her apartment with... Uh, her her coworker, yeah, who she made friends with at her at her. Well, she was so delirious, yeah. And then her coworkers like, "Let me take you out," mm-hmm. and she totally just slipped on the. She forgot about it. Random, yeah. handsome soiree. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't intentional, um, but of course, as they're walking by with their takeout food. Shit, I was supposed to go to this. There you are. Hey, I'm sorry. I forgot I already had other plans. Oh, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, we're going to be having dessert a little later if you want to stop by. Yeah, maybe. Okay. At this point in time, we know that there's some community stuff going on. Like, things are seeming a little bit eerie. Um, they're seeming a little bit heightened and weird between all the neighbors. Um, are they? To I'm, me, it does, I like, totally did not pick up on it. They do like a slow motion walk by. She's walking outside and, and people are just like, hi. And like everyone's looking at her as she's walking around. You didn't notice that? Like people down in the courtyard, people on the other side. The per- Like everyone turns to, to oh, look at her. Oh, when she comes out of her apartment with that cat letter. After the letter, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a little... But I don't know. Like I think nice communities, that's what people do. Like to me... What I was picking up on is, like, she's struggling to understand who did this. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone she sees is not the person. Yeah. Like, that's what I was picking up on. Not that they were weirdly nice. I, I just feel like, 
I feel like people are nice. Yeah. Well, no, and it wasn't about the. It was just that, like, it was just a slightly off. It was just. Yeah. And if, I'm sure that was intentional. The whole movie was slightly just unnerving. Sli- yeah. yeah. Which was good. Like, you don't know people. You're moving into this complete unknown. Yeah, and all of these people are super you feel nice. Uncomfortable. To you and you're like, I don't. Should I trust these people who are so nice? Or turns out she shouldn't have. Well, that's what you feel like when you move to a new city. You feel like a stranger. Everybody already knows everybody. It's like going to a new school. And you're just like, I don't know any of these people. I feel weird. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I and mean, you don't know who to trust. It's very isolated and claustrophobic. But moving it along, the cat story continues. Because then she wakes up to like, was it a smoke alarm? Yes, and she's been sleeping with earplugs in at this time, and so it's kind yeah. of soft. And... and so she smells this thing, and then the most horrible thing, she discovers the most horrible thing that I don't feel like talking about in her kitchen. And it was, I'm going to say it was an act of terror. I would say it was an act of domestic terrorism. Like, it was awful. Yeah. Like, anyways. And this prompts her, you don't need to, you, you can see it in the film. And then this prompts her to run out of the apartment, like, who the hell did this? And that's... Or no, no, no. That's when somebody was in her apartment. That's when she recognized somebody in her apartment. Right? That is when, yes, the person, like, straight up came up, uh, bound her to a chair. Yeah, bound her to a chair. And then she looks up, and the big reveal... There's a big reveal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not who you think it is. No. And you're like, wait, what? What? And like, then things start falling in place. You know what I mean? And then like, she gets taken away. She's kidnapped. And then they start conditioning her for the cult. It it turns out that they were basically auditioning people to join their cult. And she was selected, unbeknownst to her. And so then they take her to that room where she noticed the kind of the the weird Weird things things on on the the wall. And that... The uh, the box with the two lights on it, which kind of looks like an elevator box with two yeah. buttons. Yeah, I didn't understand the two buttons. I still don't understand the two buttons. Could you push the buttons? They looked like an elevator box, but there was no elevator. So I think it was meant to make you a little uneasy. Like, did they just cover up an elevator at this spot? Yeah, at one point I thought she might have been in a freight elevator. Yeah, yeah, there, there may be some... But some... no one ever pushes those buttons. They weren't buttons. They, they called them lights. Oh, and why were there two? I think maybe it was just deception. Like, yeah. maybe it's made to make you think like it was an elevator thing. And then, you know, it turns out it's just a, a light. Anyway, they start conditioning her. They start basically akin to waterboarding. They are torturing her to try to get her to relent, to be open to being part of the community. Yeah. And, and so much of the movie is spent on that. It turns out the entire community is part of it. Um, yeah, because she tries to escape, and then they, like, all... And then that's when she realizes that everyone in that apartment complex is in on this shit that's going down. Mm-hmm. And then they... Yeah, they then they start the conditioning. Yeah. So they start Ooh, conditioning her. it gets her. brutal. It does get brutal, yeah. We won't get into that. Um, basically, they, they begin to wear her down. Yeah. Uh, we don't know if it's intentional or if it's not, but it seems as though she's actually kind of being worn down, being See, I thought she was putting up a front. Like, I would immediately be like, yes, let me join your community. And then get the f And then out. all the while be contemplating my escape. Yeah. Well, and it was a slow process. Like, there was a lot of the movie spent on her slowly breaking assimilating, down. breaking down into this. 
And yeah, there was a point in the movie where uh, it was halfway through the movie. I said, I'm wondering, does she full assi- uh, fully assimilate? And then is the end of the movie her trying to induct another person? Or does she try to escape? Is, she, oh, is this an act? Right. And is she trying to escape? The whole time I was like, she's going to try to escape. I'm like, it's 2020. <laughs> like, <laughs> The world how, needs that escape. The world needs the powerful woman they did not get from Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> oh like... <laughs> They they need her to escape. So I, the whole time I'm like, she gonna fuck everybody up. Yeah. Well, I was definitely hoping that. Um, <laughs> but after a while, it turns out they do wear her down. Uh, she's still uncomfortable with things. Like every point at which she's like, okay, I can be part of this. They introduce a new like discomfort yeah. situation yeah. to her, and then you can see it all over again. She's like, I got, but I'm in this far and it's, you know, it's, it's good. And I have a family finally. And well, that's the thing you start, you know, you can, you can understand why she's like, Sarah, do you want to be a part of this community? Yes. Like once she gets done with the conditioning, everything feels rosy. Yeah. Like they, like. Everybody's nice to her. They have another party. They have another party, yeah. And then they introduce her to her new husband, which happens to be the guy with the eye patch. And that was weird. Which is that? Which is what I was talking about, that next level of discomfort. Like, she feels like she's in, and then... Sarah. Lester is as selfless a person as I have ever known. He's going to take good care of you. And Lester? I know how hard it's been on you losing Jessica. But we all saw how devoted Sarah was to Edie. She's a perfect fit for the community and for you. Y'all are gonna make a great couple. And then they're like, oh, you have to marry this guy. But then he does that sweet thing with the sewing room. Yeah, it it turned, so he went into the bedroom and invited her in and she was like, oh shit, what's gonna, you know, they set it up to be this thing like, okay, well now I'm gonna fuck you. And yeah, uh, and it became I, like I thought it was going to be a torture chamber. Yeah, like right. come look at this torture chamber I built for us. This yeah. love annex. Well, and then they're interrupted, <laughs> and she has this. Yes, I will go with you. Face. And what was that? What happened? It was the main guy, like the leader. oh, her dad showed up. Ah, it was her dad showed. So up. So her dad showed up, and and then they made her like they they gave her an option of like you need to do something to make your dad go away forever, or we're going to kill him. Yeah, we're not going to tell you what happens. Yeah. But something happens. She makes the decision. And so after that, she returns to the bedroom or returns to her house. And there's that guy with the eye patch again. Was it Leonard? Uh, He invites her in and is like, okay. But this time the camera angle is from inside the bedroom instead of out. And they walk in. Lester. Lester. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Um, Sorry. I was like, I know. It's something. Yeah. Uh, She comes in and then... She sees the the sewing, sewing machine. Room. It has her name on it. And yeah. Well, it was her sewing machine. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. she she wanted to get into costuming. In, yeah. And so he made this whole room for her, and he's all like, "This is our life. Nothing can change that." And it could be a good life. He's like my wife, who had died of cancer, which is why he was single made this work for me. Yeah. And I want to make this work. But he had apparently tried to escape for like five years or something. Yeah. Well, he had an eye patch uh, because they removed his eye. And his ear. And his ear. They like 
fucked up his ear. They fucked him up, and he was like, okay, I'll, I'll just be part of it. But then, tables turn. Oh, my goodness. Because then it then it's, it kind of skips to the future. We don't know how much time has passed, but there's another... The room is available to rent again. Mm-hmm. And apparently they only use that room to test new people. Because that we, we you later find out that that room is equipped with, like... Noise. Noise things. Yeah. Like... Yeah, and it and it's all the whole thing is like this whole like script that they go through when inducting a new person to the cult. Mm-hmm. But they her coworker from the temp agency shows up, and she is badass bitch. She is a badass bitch. And they're like they they want to bring her in because apparently she fits a profile, and they try to go through the whole scenario with her, and then like they want Sarah. Do something to her the yeah. same way that somebody did something to her. This is not making any sense. <laughs> I try not to give anything away because, like, you know, I, the, you should be able to watch this and still get shocked. But there's a line that there's a quote that happens during this that, you know, power, Sarah's powerful friend says that reminds Sarah. Sarah, it's your fucking life. It kind of snaps out of it. So she is actually, she's like, yeah, this is my life now. And so then there's this like, then the escape montage happens. Yes. But then you later, and and then that's, that's when all the surprising things happen for me. Yeah. I'm just like, what? (laughs) Like, I I didn't anticipate those things to go down the way that they went down during that montage. And then, and then the last scene, how they closed it out. Mm-hmm. We don't want to give that away. Yeah, you're just like, oh shit, that's heavy. Yeah, yes, it was. It was a lot of fun. You, to sum it up, basically, it was a it was a fun movie about being displaced and trying to find a community. Yeah, um, only finding out that that community that you found um, is deeply abusive, and <laughs> and uh, just wants you to be part of them. Yeah, the movie definitely sucks you in. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, if, if you've ever watched it, watch it, if you've ever watched that Leah Remini show about Scientology mm-hmm. and you've been sucked into that world to be yeah. like, oh my god, like, this movie's gonna suck you in the same way yeah, that same. any of those, like, true life documentaries sucked you in. It's a similar kind of experience, yeah. Yeah, but, this, but it's just a good story yeah. that takes you in and out of things. Like, I was, I was very happy with it. Yeah, me too. When the movie was over, I I really enjoyed it. And I usually get up in the middle of movies. I didn't get up once during this one. I was like, okay, this is fun. You did it? I'm here for this ride. No, I didn't. Yeah, you always get up yeah. in the middle of the movie. Or I always get on my phone. Yeah. Like, I'll get bored. Like, I feel like movies are so slow. And then I'm like, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and yeah. all the internet. The story was intriguing. The pacing was good, which is a huge part of me getting up. Like, if there's something slow and they're not giving me anything, my brain just goes somewhere. But it was it was it was a lot of fun, even for being like not necessarily the freshest of stories. It was still a lot of fun yeah. to watch. It was a good it was a good experience. And there was some gruesome moments, but not like not so much that you can. They were well placed. Yes, the movie wasn't filled with gore, but there is some gore. Yeah, there is some gore. But overall, it's it's the story that keeps you on the edge of your feet, not jump scares, which mm-hmm. I. You ain't no fan of jump scares. You know how I feel about I a jump scare. Like, it's just a cheap shot. Yeah. Well, we upgraded our sound system, too, so a jump scare now means, like... Knocks me into the floor. Your eardrums are gonna pop. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't appreciate it. It's not great. <laughs> but one BR, I give it two thumbs up. I don't even remember what our rating scale was. We, we haven't done these in so long. Yeah, it's been a hot minute, a cool minute. But I say go watch it. Like it's definitely worth it. It's not super long either, but you will enjoy it. Yeah, I give it two thumbs up. Did we used to do letter ratings? Maybe we did because AV Club did the letter ratings. Yeah, maybe we ended up doing something like that. Or was it numbered? So I would give it a B plus. Yeah, I would we give... can give them all the ratings. We can give it stars. We can give it numbers. Okay. We can give it letters and thumbs. Yeah, I give it two thumbs. <laughs> I give it an A minus. I give it a four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Huh. That's so specific. Thank you. What's your number rating out of 10? 10 being... Oh, I was doing an out of five number rating. Oh, you did out of five? Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. The four and a quarter. I was thinking was about specific. my scores. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, my, mine would be two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I would do um, a B plus. Yeah. Out of five stars, I would probably give it... I'm going to go with four and a quarter. <laughs> Whatever that situation is four and a quarter stars well thank you everybody for for uh, listening to this podcast it's been quite a long time since we have done one but it's fun and we are now going through the top did we say 10 20 20 of the uh the highest rated horror movies of 2020 from rotten tomatoes so look forward to more of these or don't yeah stay tuned for number 19 We'll post what it is on our Instagram, or you can just Google top 20 Rotten Tomato horror movies. Yeah, do what your heart tells you. (laughs) Regardless, we're going to be doing that, so there will be more of these. But thank you for listening. I am Steve. I am Chad. And this has been Good Morning Horror. Please follow us, like us, subscribe, all the things on all the social media. Steve's looking at me really funny. (laughs) What he said. Thanks, bye. bye!